Hey, remember when we said we were going to be far more regular with the podcast? Oh, yeah. It was going to be awesome. We're going to have a schedule. We're going to have a plan for like months on ahead. And we're going to be really, really awesome and amazing. Keep up other really cool. Okay, what is happening here? Where are we? Glix, give us a situation report. Currently, we are on the planet Geekery. Be warned, our impossibility drive may cause distortions as we traverse this land. Impending impossibility engaging in three, two, one. And welcome to episode 54 of ComTalk, the podcast extension of Geek Devotions, the YouTube show from a couple devoted geeks who are devoted to letting people know that they are loved. I am Dells, with me is Celeste. As you listen to this podcast, please interact with us. Send us your thoughts on what we were saying via Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find us by simply looking up Geek Devotions. Do us a favor and leave a review on Apple Podcast comments. And please interact with us on our social media because we like to talk to people. We really do. So, in case you're wondering what was happening at the beginning of this, um, our impossibility drive just dropped us back in from uh, Retro Rewind Podcast. Uh, we're trying to help them find Francisco Ruiz, the dear captain of the RRP, and uh, he's lost in the time stream somewhere. And so while we were there, we were talking about the Christopher Reeves 1970s Superman. Yes. And it was a lot of fun. Really it enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. If you want to hear our thoughts on that, go to Retro Rewind Pod, is it pod or podcast? Podcast is the website. Podcast.com forward slash 166. Yeah. And uh, it's, it was a fun episode. Leave comments. Make sure you follow Retro Rewind Podcast on their social medias. Look for Retro Rewind Pod on all the social medias out there. They're they're there. They got some stuff. Uh, they got Discord also. Yeah, um, they do. You can get to it through their website though. Can, can I just point out that I appreciate the fact that you saluted even though no one but me can see you. <laughs> well, hey, look, you have to you have to show respect to the captain. So, anyways. Even though he's lost in the, the movie time continuum. Yes. And so, but go check it out. They're trying to find the dear captain, and hopefully, uh, hopefully he'll be found and pulled out of it at some point. That being said, uh, Glicks, what is happening right now? Where has the impossibility drive brought us today? Our impossibility drive has returned us to the planet Geekyuri. We have landed in the Superman district. Unfortunately, in our return from Retro Rewind podcast, the fast travel feature of our ship has been taken offline. I can repair after we get through this district. Right. Well, set a course for us, Glicks. We will need to set a course through various sectors of the Superman district. Sector 1 is the 1948 Superman serial starring Kirk Allen. To navigate through here we will need to discuss storyline, our opinions of Superman and Lois Lane, and our thoughts on the execution of this series. Awesome! Let's do this! It should be noted that this particular portion of our journey would not be possible without our devoted Patreon geeks. Their support has been monumental. Man, their support has been absolutely monumental for us, and, and really, we couldn't do what we do without them, including watching this particular series. Now, 
for full disclosure, we're going to be talking about this 1948 Superman serial. We have not finished it yet. Yes. And uh, we're about eight episodes nine. through. We're in nine, nine episodes, episodes in. And we're going to give you our ideas and thoughts on it at the end of it. Like Lick said, we're going to talk about the storyline. We're going to give you our opinions about Superman and Lois. And then at the end, after our commercial break, we're going to be talking about whether or not this is a good Superman series. So... To start off with, let's get into the conversation about what the storyline is. So like Lick said, the 1948 Superman serial, it was uh, the lead of it was a guy named Kirk Allen, who, by the way, which we just discovered, makes a guest appearance in the 1978 Superman movie with uh, Christopher Reeves, and he played General Sam Lane. So that was a nice little touch that they added in there. Uh, I'm going to have to go back and watch that just so I can see him. Because I didn't realize that was who that was. Did you? No, I, di- I didn't either. But to be fair, I'd never seen the serial. Oh, that's true. So I have I had never seen it before this. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of made reference to it in the episode in, mm-hmm. of Retro. Right. But that was <laughs> that was pretty much it. So right. I was like, oh, this was a thing. To be honest, I thought that the black and white series that came on Nick at Night mm-hmm. was the serial. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah, no, no, no. This is very different. And that should be stated that this is a, a serial, which yes. means uh, these were short, small little things. They're like 15, 20 minutes long that played before major movies mm-hmm. uh, back in the day, back in the 40s. Um, I've had the privilege of watching a couple of these type of serials. Mm-hmm. I watched both of the Batman ones, I've watched Shazam. I've watched The Phantom, which was really quite Ooh, interesting also. I bet it was. So I have a I have a little bit of a love for this type of mm-hmm. storytelling. And it is a different form of storytelling. It is. Because they they set you up with a, a short, almost TV series like, but everyone ends with a cliffhanger, which makes you go, Man, I have to come back next week to see what's happening. Even if it's ridiculous and they wrap it up super quickly at the beginning of the next serial. And that's kind of what we see happening within this. So the storyline of this one is it starts off, it gives you the history of Superman. Yeah. Which in of itself is interesting. Yes. Um, I appreciate the fact that um, when they give you, like this is really your first look visually, not necessarily in the comics, that I, that I know of. I, I'm not a Superman buff. I haven't looked read a lot of Superman comics, or a ton of the old stuff at least. But they gave you a, a physical look at Krypton, hmm. which as compared to the one from 1978, which was like this ice planet. Um, it was like, you know, rocky, tropical terrain type yeah. of thing. It talked about having these massive, like, mountain ranges everywhere. Mm-hmm. And um, the technology-wise, they're very advanced. Right. Well, it's interesting to me, just talking on the subject of Krypton, the differences. Because I enjoy watching Supergirl, mm-hmm. the CW series. And so their look of Krypton is very different mm-hmm. than everything else. But so is everything else I've ever seen. I feel like each iteration mm-hmm. takes its own own look at Krypton. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that they need to for some stuff. But this was really quite interesting the way they play everything out. Um it was kind of funny or interesting to me because the beginning of it felt like one of those old biblical epics that, yeah. you, that you see on television. You expected Moses to come down and start yelling at people. Exactly. and uh, But instead of Moses, you had Jor-El. 
And uh, even the conversation at the beginning of, with Jor-El and the council was, it was interesting in the way that they played out. Um, but overall, I thought that their view of Krypton was unique, and I actually liked it better than the, what they did with the 1970s yeah. Superman. Well, the ice stuff doesn't make a lot of sense. Not to us, at least. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but it was a cool series, um, that, that whole thing. What was interesting, though, was, uh, and, and maybe this is something we'll get into later when we talk about some of the technical stuff, is the incorporation of animation into everything. Yeah. So, but it goes to, from um, that shooting Superman to Earth, and it's like instantaneous. Like, it's super quick. It's not mm-hmm. like in the 70s where it's like there was this couple year gap of him traveling. He lands as a really small baby. Yeah. And, uh, of course, the, the Kents take him in. They raise him. The, it just wasn't Jonathan Kent. It was Eben Kent. Yeah, Eben Kent. <laughs> they, um, and then they did some really interesting stuff with it also. They had him. Um, they showed little snippets from his life growing up. Yeah. And uh, um, But there was they kind of separated themselves, though. Like, the way that the, the conversation, maybe you didn't see this, hmm. but, like, he goes, you know, we are your your foster parents. Yeah. And they really, it, it felt to me that in this, they disconnect themselves as actual parents from him. I think you're right. But at the same time, I think they were trying to be honoring and respectful of his parents, whoever they were. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, at this point, we don't know he's from Krypton. Mm-hmm. We don't know. He doesn't know he's from Krypton. Right. Um, so they have no idea what happened. Exactly. They just know somebody wrapped him up in fireproof blankets and, and shot him out, sent space. him out to space. Right. And he landed. Now, I do want to do this claim because I just realized what I was saying could be offensive. Foster parents are, are very loving and very parenting. But the way that the vocabulary was happening in this, yeah, it was more disconnected than what we would see today. And I'm wondering if that's a, a, a viewpoint from the 40s, the way that they saw themselves, the way fostering the system was. Yeah. If there was more of a disconnect than what we have today. You know, I don't think there actually was a foster system yet. Well, I mean, there has to be. I mean, they, they, there's that vocabulary. And well, I don't think there was as we would think of it. It was, right. from my understanding of history, there was a... Let me pick this child up because of... It's a neighbor, the parents of something that's happened when you take care of this kid. But a instituted foster system Mm -hmm. did not happen until later, Mm -hmm. is my understanding. I think it was in the 50s, which would have been just a few short years later. Right. Um, So it could just be that we're looking at it from a foster parent as a set in the government right. organized situation I can see that. as opposed to, Hey, we found this baby. It's a foundling. So we're going to foster it. Right. And that's a good thing. But, um, and, and it, again, there is a point when you watch this series, as you get through the storyline, you have to remember this isn't just set in the forties. It was made in the forties. Yes. Like you have to keep that in mind as you watch this. That hat though. That hat though. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so it goes from there to Superman like, like it was really like you and I were like really thrown back because it's like, it's like you know you have great responsibility with all these powers you know kind of like the the like this whole Spider-Man thing 
And then it goes from immediately from that to shortly after this, his parents died. And he, keeping like, their last wishes in mind, he heads off. You're like, what? <laughs> they weren't sick. <laughs> it's like, what happened? Like, this is like, we're just like, bam, 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 they're dead. Oh, goodbye. You know? Trucking through. <laughs> there could be no scene where we all talk about Martha because Martha was gone. Exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you get through all that and uh, he comes to the Daily Planet and this Superman, he has to earn his keep as like he has to learn to he has to earn his way into the day plan yeah. smart kid and so you have that whole going on he earns his way in and this is a span of like what three episodes three or four episodes uh, not even that no, it's like, it was it like was two or three the first two yeah because it the first one ended with him fixing the train heading yeah. to the daily planet and by mm. the end of the daily planet he was on the payroll yeah exactly so you have all that happening and it's super quick. No, it was three episodes. Because remember, was they it? did that because they did the whole thing with Lois being trapped in the uh, the fall mine. Oh, that's right. It yeah. was three episodes. So, but because by the third episode, also that halfway through that, they resolved that whole mine issue. After that, they start the main story of it, and that's something to keep in mind with serials. Is a lot of them, from what I've seen, is you have one or two episodes of, of setup where they introduce mm-hmm. characters, introduce certain things, and then they get into the actual crux of the story. It's going to be laid out over 15 episodes. Yeah. And in this one, you have a mysterious reducer ray, mm-hmm. which scientists have created. And uh, it's it's the most fantastical, most ridiculous thing that you can only create in the 1940s, 1950s yes. sci-fi. And it's you type in the longitude and latitude, and then whatever's there just blows up. <laughs> which doesn't make sense. You would think reducer ray would make it shrink something but then the fact that superman is just like oh yeah this is a cool thing you know like i feel like superman would be like this is a bad thing let's get rid of this <laughs> bad 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 thing <laughs> thrown into the ocean but they're like superman well, cool this. he's like it. yeah that's awesome and they're like hey superman protect it. he's like i will do that it's like <laughs> well we also have to remember this was the 40s so we're we're coming off of uh world war Two propaganda yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, it's a little different you have all that going on, and so then after you get introduced to that, you have the Spider Lady, who's an interesting <laughs> character of herself. <laughs> I like the fact that when she's trying to intimidate people, she like stands with a spider web behind her. Yeah, that's <laughs> like the most ridiculous thing ever. So you have that happening, and she wants to get the reducer ray for her own purposes, and um, and so that's the main story is her getting the reducer ray. Them trying to stop her. You have the introduction of Kryptonite. Yes. Which was an interesting aspect. It was kind of funny, This though. is Dr. So-and-so. Superman is dead. Or not Superman. Clark Kent is dead on the floor. <laughs> yeah. Hangs up. <laughs> so, for those listening, what happened was uh, they introduced the Kryptonite. And, like, Clark has never seen Kryptonite. Doesn't know what it is. And and he's never known what Krypton is. Like, he, 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 he suspects he's come from Krypton. But he didn't know he was Kryptonian until the moment when they go, this is Kryptonite. We think it comes from Krypton. And then he passes out on the floor. And they're like, oh, he's dead. <laughs> doesn't check a pulse. <laughs> he does. He touches his hand for like half a second. That, that's not even enough to get one beat. Like, doesn't check to see. If, no CPR is done. <laughs> it's just like, oh, he's dead. And then they close the box. He's like, oh, I feel better. And then he goes, let's test this. And they open up and he starts to faint again. And he's like, yeah, yeah, you're, you're Superman and you're dying. So don't get rid of that. (laughs) (laughs) I did appreciate that um, they, during that scene, 
anytime the box was open, the edges of the screen got darker. Uh-huh. Kind of like, like I don't know how many of our listeners have passed out, but when you're beginning to pass out, everything starts going dark. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, it does. <laughs> like, it's like everything gets dark and you're like focused, trying to focus on one thing and you can't really see it. And then all of a sudden you're passed out. Oh, good. I'll keep that in mind. Yeah. So, um, so that's the storyline. That's what's happening. And we're only eight episodes in. I don't want to give nine. A, nine episodes in. I'm sorry. I don't want to give a lot of detail away too much because I don't want to spoil it for people who want to watch this on the DC Universe app, which yeah. is where we're watching it. Thanks to our devoted Patreon geeks. So, and you have you can also, I believe, get it on Amazon Prime. Okay, sweet. I All could right. be wrong about that. So. Let's talk about um, some more of the aspects. So, um, and that is this Superman and Lois. This kind of became a talking point for us when we were back on uh, Retro Rewind podcast yes. about the portrayal of Superman in Lois in the 1978 film. You and I, and also Paul, who was hosting, because again, Francisco is lost in the time stream. We'll find you, Francisco. Um, <laughs> Paul is coming for you. <laughs> Hold on. So, but um, we all held Christopher Reeves in very high esteem. Right. He did a very good job. Mm-hmm. He is, for many of us, the standard of Superman. Yeah. Even if he's not our first Superman. Yeah. We've talked about this before. My very first Superman is the 1950s tv series superman that was my very first superman and for years that was my impression of who he's supposed to be even even after i watched the movie like this is him but at the same time there's a standard set by christopher reeves yeah so let's talk about for a moment this superman what are our thoughts on this superman and this clark kent what do you think celeste um this superman and clark kent the guy who plays him does a very good job of living up to christopher reeves legacy that it was not set yet (laughs) (laughs) it's it's one of those things of they portray Superman and Clark Kent in such a way that it, I'm trying to figure out how to say it. Mm-hmm. It If you do it right, mm-hmm. if you pull it off just right, it doesn't matter who you are, mm-hmm. you are Superman. Right. So like having the the specific things like the the smirking when you say something, when he says something that... He knows it's true. Mm-hmm. Like at the end of one of the episodes, or maybe not at the end, the end of a scene, mm-hmm. um, Lois says something. Perry White tells Lois, is it Perry White? Yeah. Okay. Making sure I'm not mixing him up. Perry White says something to Lois about, that was a great scoop, Lois. <laughs> and Clark goes, thank goodness Superman was around. <laughs> and then he kind of grins at the camera. Like stuff like that. Right. Where it's like, he's obviously... He knows what's up. He knows what's going on. But he's playing along because right. he doesn't want anyone to know. Mm-hmm. Our classics of Superman. Right. Um, it's it's just, it's one of those things. So I think it's a, I think that Christopher Reeves did a fantastic job of holding true to the comic and then holding true to the serial and the black and white series that was my first. Right. And we're going to talk about that one though later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but this guy here specifically, are you suggesting that he set the standard for video or for the, the visual live action Superman? No, because I prefer Christopher Reeves. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that there are certain things that if you do not hit, mm-hmm. like if you do not portray yourself as 
a little bit of a smart aleck, but it's okay because he's a general good guy. Right. And then uh, the... Oh, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> but I, th- I think that there's just certain character things you have to hit. Right. To, in order for it, the hope. He, it's, it's very much, he's that very much Boy Scout hopeful right. type. And he does a good job of that. He does a good job of it. That is, those are tropes of Superman that yeah. everything needs to be portrayed on. This guy really is pretty good. Costume-wise, it's a little awkward because, I mean, it's spandex. the spandex. But it's also the epitome of why uh, they say, no kip in The Incredibles. Like, oh it just gosh. gets in the way all the time. <laughs> At one point, he's leaning down to do something. He flips his cape like a fancy woman flips her hair. Because it, it's in his way. It was way. in his way. <laughs> <laughs> so, it is one of those things that costume-wise. But again, 40s. You have to keep that in mind when you watch this thing. Um, the guy has a nice look about himself. Yeah. Like, you're is. looking at his pictures, and he's like, he's handsome. He's got that chiseled look. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm here to save a day. But at the same time, I don't know, there's something off about him. Watching him, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed yeah. his performance. It may, Again, the problem is dealing, you have to keep in mind the 40s. Yes. The writing and the acting in the 40s was really awkward at times. Yeah. And then you had this, like, over overstatement of certain things. And then you had, like... They're, because they're trying to dramatize things. Yeah. Like the the scenes where he's trying to do the x-ray vision. And you're like, <laughs> it's the close-up on his eyes. And, and he's, he's like, making his eyes get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Like, he's like grunting and like like his eye, like eyebrows are doing this weird dance and everything. It's just really <laughs> awkward to watch this play out. And I understand they're trying to dramatize it. But when he does stuff like, like we're looking at a picture right now where he's got this serious look on his face. When he does that, you're like, this is a man that means business. Yeah. Like, he's like, I'm not playing games. He says, let's get down to business to defeat the Huns. (laughs) But at the same time, like, there's another picture we found of him. And uh, it's not from when he did Superman. But he's like, he looks like a nice guy. And when he puts on the glasses, he portrays himself as the good old boy from some country town. Yeah. And so I think this is legitimately he's a he's a good Superman. He plays out right. Um the way he talks though, I don't know if it's because I think that in the seventies they accented the the golly, you know. Yeah. That kind of aspect. But you don't even see like he's he not only does it not he's not out of place in this in as far as in this realm, it also doesn't make him special. Yeah. Well, at the same time, he this Superman did not go to a fortress of solitude for mm-hmm. twelve years. Right, like he did not disappear. So he's in his timeline, in mm-hmm. his element. Right. So he wouldn't. Clark Kent would not stand out. Right. I mean, he grew up with everyone. He's in the world, and so I think that's kind of what I miss is because when you watch it, the only thing that separates him from Superman is that he just sometimes. He, he basically makes up stories about how, oh, yeah, I was passed out. Or, yeah. oh, yeah, I was over here. Like, there's really no... His acting's not any different. He's still kind of stoic. He's still kind mm-hmm. of buff. He smiles a little more. But there's he's, really nothing different in the acting between him and Clark... Between the Superman and the Clark Kent character. There is a difference in the voice, though. <sighs> it's very minute. But I noticed it at one point mm-hmm. when he... Was standing up because he does stand a teensy bit straighter when he's Superman. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, it's very minimal, mm-hmm. but he w- he was standing up straighter and he was almost a little bit a little bit more forceful with his mm-hmm. words. 
instead of the more bravado. Yeah, instead of just kind of like, okay, sure, that mm-hmm. sounds great, Lois. Right. And he was like, well, this is what we're gonna do. I'm so glad you're here. <laughs> like it was the. But you even saw that though when, um, in the last episode you and I watched when they're about to go save Jimmy, Lois Jimmy, is like, no! Liz, um, Lois is like, hey, I'm gonna come too. He's like, no, if you do that. And the whole thing will be spoiled. And, like, he was a little more forceful with her. Yeah. Like that. And again, there was there's these little small moments where you're like, I don't know. I don't think this Superman does as good of a job at keeping Clark and Superman separate. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think that's true. And it might be the story rather than the actor. Yeah, that but. might be true. So, of course, with every Superman, there's the lowest lane. These are the iconic pairing. What did you think about this particular Lois? In Retro Rewind Potting, I want people to go listen to it. You had some strong opinions about Lois. I did. You thought she was kind of a wuss and she yeah. screamed too much. And But I this Lois... she screamed too much. It's that she screamed like a creature from the Black Lagoon was coming to eat her every right. single time but she But she screamed. wasn't as strong as yeah. what you think she should be. What about this Lois? How does she level... How does this Lois Lane um, equal up in your mind? This Lois Lane is much better because she's much more, she's trying to get the story. She is a career woman. She's Mm -hmm. trying to do her thing. And she's not necessarily focused on how dreamy Superman is. Mm -hmm. She's not focused on being in a relationship. She is focused on doing what needs to be done Mm -hmm. Um, and finding the truth and getting a good story, getting a scoop. Right. Um, So it's... I appreciate it more, and this is closer to what I picture Lois Lane as. Mm-hmm. Because while, again, she she's not so far gone from the, the I'm going to do what I want, and I don't need any help. She's not that arrogant, I mm-hmm. guess would be the word for that. Right. But at the same time, she's like, I'm going to take care of this. And then if she needs help, she gets help. Right. Or Superman comes in and saves the day. One exactly. of the two. Right. So it's 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 that nice balance of she can take care of herself, but if she needs help, she asks for help. Right. She does seem stronger. Yeah. Legitimately. She seemed like she's what I think of when I think of Lois Lane is the strong, independent, you know, we, we even see a little bit of it like where she's chastising Jimmy. Yeah. In in the first episode when they're on the train. And like Jimmy's like he takes a picture, like, well, she's like, and she's throws something. She's like, Oh no, you're not. You need to stay here and help with this stuff. He's like, well, she's going to say, no, she can wait, whoever she is. You need to come help me right now. See, and you said something about, I don't remember exactly what you said, but you said something about, oh, well, that was kind of, kind of bossy. And it wasn't necessarily bossy to me. It was more like a banter. Right. More like she treats Jimmy Olsen like her younger brother. Yeah. Oh, no, you are not. You're coming back over here. But she here. does that to everybody. Though. She does. I mean, that's, I think that's what, like, we've seen that Lois in so many other renditions. The Lois and Clark Superman, I feel like, was very similar. Mm-hmm. The uh, Superman in the animated series, um, which we will also be talking about later, I believe. Uh, and just other places. That's the Lois I recognize. I think that there was something off, in my opinion, about the one from 1978 for me. But this Lois, she's very strong-willed and she's very like, we're going to do this. She's take charge. Yeah. She doesn't listen to Superman. She doesn't listen to Clark. She's putting herself in danger At all the point- time. At one point, she is frustrated with Superman because he's in her way. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so, I mean, that's that to me is classic Lois Lane. Right. That is what the character should be at her base level. Not getting into, like, you know, deeper mm-hmm. stories or whatever. Exactly. But 
that should be the okay this is where we're starting let's go from there awesome all right so we're gonna take a quick commercial break when we get back we're gonna be talking about is this a good superman series and we're gonna talk about some of the technical sides about some of the things we saw that took place in this so stick around and we'll talk to you after this commercial break Welcome to Victims and Villains. This is the channel where we talk nerd, we talk hope, and we speak nothing else. I'm your host, Captain Nostalgia, and I'm so glad that you're here to join us. Victims and Villains is a podcast and YouTube channel that marries pop culture and suicide prevention, producing content with the intent to let people know that there is hope and that there is a better way and that each and every listener has value and worth. Listen to Victims and Villains on your favorite podcast catcher or on YouTube by searching for Victims and Villains. Also, check out their website, victimsandvillains.net. Okay, and we are back. Um, if for some reason you're coming in halfway through this this uh, podcast, not sure how you do that, but we're talking about the, the middle. <laughs> we're talking about the 1948 Superman serial uh, starring Kirk Allen. Am I saying that name right? Uh, I believe so, but okay. I could be wrong. We'll, we'll figure out later. I don't, I don't know how else you would say it. It's a <laughs> L-Y-N. Right? I don't know. So let's talk about if this is a good series. We'll talk about the connect and some of the technical aspects. Uh, watching this is quite interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, just some backstory. This is not the first time Superman has been seen outside of a comic page. No. In 1941 and uh, 1942, uh, Flesher Studios completed the initial short and eight further cartoons of Superman. Which Superman. I I grew up on these cartoons, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. When I was a kid, they would come on Nickelodeon um, along with the uh, 1950s car, uh, TV series, mm-hmm. Superman. And um, and the reason why I'm pointing that out, it's very, very interesting that this, the cartoon came out before this. Because you and I noticed this <laughs> from Planet Krypton. <laughs> exploding. All of a sudden, you have like this Looney Tunes-style cartoon graphics of the planet exploding <laughs> and then the ship flying through space and then crash landing as a cartoon as a, it, it looked like they took the panels this and the, i'm really intrigued I, I need to go back i need to figure out how they did this um it looked like they took the actual film strip and they painted on and i know that they used to do this technique painted on the illustration onto it yeah it was almost like, I kind of was expecting Roger Rabbit to p- pop out somewhere. Mm-hmm. It did have that feel, like the Roger Rabbit feel yeah. at certain times. Like, um, great example, every time Superman goes to fly, yes, it's all of a sudden, like, he jumps and it's animated. Like, it's not like, you are know, like, is it? No, you can tell. It's they animate, animated. But at the same time. It kind of works. It does. Like, I know that, I mean, if you're, for some people, it'll bug them. Yeah. But I think this works better than awkward, at times, the awkwardness in Superman 1978 where he's flying, but it's like, okay, you're not really flying. Like You're, you're, you're planking. You're planking. <laughs> <laughs> you're planking with a towel. And it's really, like, because they can rebel do stuff. Like, it's like, oh, all of a sudden he's like, he's flying through a window. And yeah. he's doing the stuff. And they did the transition so well. Like, it kind of bothered me at first. Mm-hmm. The, the spaceship 
was weird. Mm -hmm. The way that played out (laughs) was weird. It looked weird. It threw me off. I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. Right. Um, But with the flying sequences, he jumps out of a window and instantly goes into the cartoon scene when they cut to the outside. Mm -hmm. Or he jumps and then they cut to a few seconds higher in the sky and there is the animated. Mm -hmm. And so it's they did it very well the transitions and the transitions of that are what makes it work the spaceship was not done as well right like it just wasn't right um the planet exploding was not as good as the flying Mm -hmm. but what's interesting about the flying though and this is what really caught me when i saw it i instantly recognized it they are straight pulling panels of flight from the 1940s cartoon. Right. And they're, it's like they're overlaying the panels onto uh, the film strip. Yeah. Which was really very cool for me to watch. I was like, wow, that's, that's neat. I think anybody who's in the theater in 1940 and then watched this, they go, hey, I remember watching this eight years ago as a yeah. child. I think you know, it creates a level of nostalgia for that audience member. Well, and it also created <laughs> a level of we can't make a man fly. <laughs> um. So, but yeah, like it was kind of funny because we watched the first episode of the Max Flusher. Mm-hmm. Am I saying that right, Flusher? I think it's Flusher. Flush. I'm saying that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, cartoon and in the opening show, <laughs> we saw the planet explode and realized that they just like grabbed the planet exploding and thrown it onto <laughs> the. <laughs> it's. But it was the exact same thing. So I think you were definitely right that that is what they were doing. Mm-hmm. But I think it works for it. Yeah. So I guess the question then with all that, with that taking place, understanding this is a 1940s serial, the uh, the over-dramatization of certain th- aspects of it, the way they breeze through his intro story, um, the just kind of the way that the, the story is paced out. Is this a good Superman series? Now, we are nine episodes in. Yes. Tell me, Celeste, are you done with this? Do we need to kill this before we're the end? Because there's 15 episodes. Do we need to go ahead and just stop and not watch anymore? You, he's being so petty right now. <laughs> I'm not being petty. That's what I know. <laughs> you already know. I'm not being petty. I'm being, I'm being angsty. I'm poking you a little bit. Yeah, you're, that's what you're doing. You're, you're poking <laughs> a bear. Um, yes, I want to finish it because I want to know what happens with the spider lady. It's a good story. Right. Like, regardless of the cheesy graphics because mm-hmm. it's from the 40s mm-hmm. regardless of anything else it, i'm intrigued by the story the spider lady while she's a little weird and i kind of would have expected her to have more spiders instead of an electrical <laughs> spider web <laughs> like i would i would have thought that it'd been like catwoman she would have had a ton of spiders what's the point of that it's an electrical spider web that somehow it's floating. No, no, no. It magnetizes and pull people into it. Oh, yeah. That's all. That was fun to watch. Like, we're not sure how it does that and why nobody else is affected by it except for the, the intended victim. You have to be within a certain range. I don't know. It was no, kind of weird. If you notice, they're like, she told him to put them up on the, yeah. the platform no, and they you, stepped away. So that that can be explained <laughs> away. Um, but I'm like, it's just, it's a good story. I'm intrigued. Although I will say this, you know, and I meant to say this when we were talking about... Um, the way the episodes were 
fleshing out mm-hmm. where it would end with a cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. You know what it makes me think of? Hmm. Short comics. Yeah. Like, not, like, comics today have, what, maybe 10, 15 pages? Oh, no, much more than much that. Much more than that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it feels like it's a really short comic. Mm-hmm. Um, so it would probably be maybe five, six panels mm-hmm. an episode. Possibly. Well, not panels, pages, pages. of panels. I gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> pages yeah. of panels. Yeah, each each episode, if you were com- making it to a comic, I could see that. Yeah. I think that was the point, was it was... Boom, and you hold your attention for it, and you watch the actual feature film you came to see, and but you want to come back next week to watch this again. Mm-hmm. So you just go see another mm-hmm. movie you wanted to watch. So I'm, yeah, but I would definitely, if you have the ability to access it, I would say that you should watch it. Mm-hmm. It's not a fundamental. If you want to be a Superman fan, you need to watch this. Uh, if you're a hardcore Superman fan, you will want to watch this because it's part of the history. Yeah. Of it. But if you're just someone who's like just getting into Superman, or mm-hmm. you kind of know Superman, you think he's kind of cool, but you're not really so sure. This is not for you. It's not for you. It's more for the diehard fans. Yeah. It's more for people like my dad. Right. Or if you're maybe like a, a uber film nut and serials yes. intriguing, which to, to a level I'm intrigued by serials because because with serials, you have to tell a good story. Yes. And you have to learn to do a good cliffhanger. So many series we watched today don't have good cliffhangers they fall flat you're like okay i'm done for great example and this is for another podcast for another day we start watching the runaways season two and to be perfectly honest the first three episodes i had to work for us to get through i was done i now we haven't watched anything past that uh we've watched a little bit past that did we yeah but and it's gotten better and but i was like i don't want to watch anymore like i was really enjoying season one but season two i'm like eh Another example, season two of The Gifted. Oh, yeah. That was we kind were of awesome. super hyped to watch season two. Mm-hmm. And we watched season one, and it just kind of went meh. Right. After after the season one, it went meh. That's what you're saying, right? Yeah, yeah. Se- episode one of season two. Okay, okay. It was, it was just kind of flat. Like, we didn't watch it for several months. Yeah. But episode two, it picked up right yeah, away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... It was one of those things of it tried to leave off on a cliffhanger, mm-hmm. but it just, it failed at it. Right. The pickup failed real bad. Yeah. The yeah. pickup failed real hard. So, but this, you're like, what's happening? And it gets really into it really quickly. It recaps, gets into the actual story. Yeah. So this holds your attention. It's pretty good. I'm enjoying it. I want to finish it. Yeah. Um, so that's my opinion. So from us here at Geek Devotions, um, yeah, watch it. It's a good series. It's a good story. Yeah, you know, it's not a, it's not a life or death. You need to watch it, but it's good. And that's honestly how most these serials are like. Um, again, I've watched several over the years, and it's like this is interesting piece of film history. Yeah, my character that I enjoy. This is an interesting story for him. Yeah, it's one of those things of if you're really, really, really into that type of thing mm-hmm. like if you if you are someone who appreciates the history of film if you are someone who wants to know everything about your character right um then it's definitely good and if you're someone who just enjoys short quick stories mm-hmm. it works all right cool beans well Flix, we've traveled through this far let's uh make a quick transition and uh let's uh talk about some other things transitioning into announcements and other things that you guys need to mention all right, so we just want to remind everybody that um, we do 
do a YouTube show. If you didn't know that, somehow you just found our podcast. We do a YouTube show on a regular basis. Yeah. It's every Friday at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time. Not quite as random as the podcast. So not if you, you're enjoying random. the randomness, right. then this is not the YouTube show for you. Right. So with that being said, we have some really cool things happening here in a few months that will be affecting Com Talk itself even. Uh, those of you guys who who have been with us for a couple years now, every year our church's school of ministry has opportunity to take over our show, and they do the um, they do our show basically. Yeah. And we want to give you guys a heads up and be praying for for us because this year's it's structured a little differently, but it's going to be really pretty cool. We have some plans for them that uh, we think are going to be really really special, and so. Be praying into that. Be praying for the class. This is always interesting for them. Yes. Because they're always like, what is this? <laughs> it's, it's usually pretty rare that we get somebody in the class who's like, yes, I'm excited. I want to do this. They're always like, oh, there's a camera. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> or if they are excited, it's like the, this is not their realm. The yeah. geek realm is what really, until like it's like camera and then geek realm, it really makes them go, oh, this is this is strange. I'm not sure what to do with this. Yeah. So be praying into to that this is going to be a really cool opportunity for the students um we're going to be talking about what we do why we do it and and again the point of this class is not to hey we want to make you guys geeks and make you do geek devotions it's to go hey um what's your talent this is how we we take our what we do this is how we take our interests in the community that we speak into and this is how we reach them and yeah. give them tools to do it themselves even. yeah exactly because like we have people who who are into the sports realm and they can speak to the sports people where we're like we we don't sport we don't sport i mean you you f- football sometimes i do football football yes i watch it i don't play no <laughs> but but you you understand more of that than i do yes so but again, most of the time we don't sport. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so we can't speak to those people, but there are people who will be in this class right. that do and Absolutely. can. Right. So that's the thing. Also, a couple of things. Um, we have, we're, we're working on the process of doing more reviews for the website itself, article reviews. Uh, Celeste is uh, working on a review for a book pretty soon. It's going to be out. Yes. And um, we got a buddy of ours, Cody McGurk. He's going to be doing a review on Dragon Ball Super Broly for us. Super yes. hyped about that one, obviously. Uh, love Cody and all he does and excited to have him part of the team. Uh, we have, uh, every month we have an article-YouTube video called Devoted Gaming. Yes. Where LJ from our from Geeks Under Grace, which is another great ministry I want to encourage you guys to check out. Uh, he does like, hey, these are the, the, the best, some of my favorite games that you should check out for the month. They're coming out. We have our good friend Josh Berkey of Victims of Villains, another great podcast for you to check out. Captain Nostalgia. Captain Nostalgia. Um, he does a series called Captain's Comic Log where he reviews a graphic novel. Yes. That being said, um, if you are a creator and you would like for us to review some of your stuff, let us know. Um, we got a buddy of ours named Branson Boykin who will occasionally do reviews of comics for us. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would love to send him some more stuff for him to review. Yes. Uh, if you have, if you're doing that, maybe you're somehow you have a movie, you're a movie industry. You would like for us to review a movie. Let us know. If you would like to support us to be able to go to movies and see movies in theaters for us to write reviews on, 
then uh, you can become a devoted Patreon geek yep. at patreon.com forward slash geek devotions. And um, for as little dollar a month, you can support the ministry here at Geek Devotions. And some of that helps us to get new material. Yeah. Um, because of the nature of our ministry, we have to do kind of stuff that's trending and that's hard to stay up on things. So yes. you guys can help us literally, uh, as Click said at the beginning of this episode, we would not be able to do this uh, series that we're doing. No. Without the help of our devoted patrons. Because they're, because of them, we have access to DC Universe. And uh, now we have a lot of the stuff we're going to be talking about. Yeah. We own the 1950s Superman. We own some of the cartoons. Yeah. The Max Fletcher cartoons. We own Man of Steel. We own Superman Returns. But <laughs> The way you said that, though. <laughs> but a lot of the stuff we're doing, we wouldn't be able to do if not for super, for the devoted Patreon geeks helping us out. So exactly. if you would like for us to do other stuff that's newer, let us know. So all that being said... Glicks, what is happening in the next episode of Com Talk? What's the next sector that we got to traverse into? Our next sector will be 1941 cartoon series. All right. Well, very cool. I'm excited about this. Celeste, how do you think? Um, I'm ready. All right. Very cool. Well, let's wrap this up. Thanks so much for taking the time to listen to Calm Talk today. If you have loved this episode, head over to iTunes or Apple Podcasts to subscribe, <laughs> rate, and leave a review. It's very much appreciated. So until next time, stay devoted. Peace and love. Peace and love.